the same way you showed me If you could fly, then you'd feel south Up north, getting cold soon The way it is, we're on land So I'm someone to hold true Keep you cool when it's still alive Won't let you down when it's all ruined Just the same way you showed me Well, it's about 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And uh, <laughs> things are getting curiouser and curiouser. I'm reminded of a Hunter S. Thompson quote, when the tough get going, the tough get weird. Oh, when the going gets weird. The, the tough get going or get something Go like pro, that. the weird go pro. The weird go pro. Well, Trump needs to go pro. He's uh, quid pro quo. <laughs> well, you know, for uh, listeners over a certain age, uh, those of us, you know, we grew up with uh, TV back in the day, and you watched a lot of Bugs Bunny. And there was a line Bugs Bunny used to say a lot when he was being asked by, usually at gunpoint, I'll add, uh, whether from Elmer Fudd or some law enforcement authority type, asked a question... And uh, Bugs Bunny's answer would be, oh, could be, could be. Remember that line? Yeah. Well, little Russian lesson for Donald Trump here uh, as this uh, question begins to assert itself more prominently, as well it should. Uh, is the president still an ongoing active asset, if not an agent, for his Russian handlers? And here's a little Russian lesson for Donald Trump. If you're listening, Donald Trump, here's a little Russian lesson for you. Mujit buit. Mujit buit. And basically what mujit buit means is, oh, could be. Right. So when you're asked that question by even Fox News, who have asked him that question, are you or have you been working for the Russians? The answer, the correct answer should be, mujit buit. Or just no, but he doesn't do that. And, of course, I think the question was probably a deliberate setup to change the uh, narrative and keep the narrative uh, fluid, uh, distracting attention from what's really going on in the world. Uh, you know, the government shut down this sort of disastrous uh, foreign policy adventure last week involving John Bolton. 
uh, issuing orders from the podium of Benjamin Netanyahu to the president of Turkey and Mike Pompeo uh, on his... Denouncing Obama as soft on uh, Russia. Yeah. Um, Timid was the word he used. Well, the Trump administration is basically hinting that they're going to go through with the uh, withdrawal from Syria. I, of course, am in favor of withdrawing from Iraq, I think. I mean, uh, from Afghanistan. I think that's long overdue. And it's quite clear Mm -hmm. that the United States is gaining nothing by remaining in Afghanistan. Uh, actually, frankly, there's there's a lot of reports that there are ongoing negotiations between the Taliban and the relatively American-oriented puppet government of Afghanistan currently. But the airstrike training that's going on in Afghanistan seems to be uh, producing very little results. And Americans who study war or don't study war in the case of Donald Trump don't quite understand that this is really about ground forces at the end of the day. I'm surprised that Trump doesn't have a training program for the Afghan Navy. Which, of course, is a joke. Afghanistan is landlocked. And how? They might have some canoes. But, uh, you know, the lies that continue to emerge over this immigration debate wall, whatever you want to call it, asylum situation, because that's really what it is, are really quite staggering. Um, Let's remember that uh, the, the Republican Senate voted in February on the wall. Uh, That vote got um, 39 votes. And late in... And that was back when the Republicans controlled both houses. Yeah, and see what they were doing at the time was they had four different alternatives. They were trying to negotiate a uh, cloture-free bill in the Senate, and DACA was one of the options, and none of the bills passed. So Paul Ryan pretty much agreed to uh, not have a vote until the end of June uh, when, and I found this in my immigration pile, so I wanted to report this. This is from the 28th of June. By the way, this is right around the time when uh, the Supreme Court upheld most of Donald Trump's travel ban. But on the 27th of June, the House had a vote on uh, Donald Trump's immigration plan, and the results were 121 yes, 301 no, including 112 Republicans. That's where this is at. And I think that the real problem at this point is not the political game about who's ahead and what do the polls say and this, that, and the other. Who's going to get the blame? Who's going to blink first? This is really about whether we have a democracy or not. Yeah. You know, Donald Trump couldn't get any of this stuff passed with the Republicans controlling Congress. And for him to now blame Nancy Pelosi or try to blame Nancy Pelosi is silly. Well, especially uh, since he sat right there in front of the TV cameras and said, you know what, Chuck, uh, this is on me. I'm happy to do it. I'm proud. I mean, I'll be proud to do it. I'll be proud to shut down the government. 
There it is. There it is, and indisputable video evidence, as they say in the NFL on instant replay reviews. Perhaps uh, some analysts ought to do an instant replay review of Donald Trump's performance that day. But, you know... uh Where's Mitch McConnell? Well, that's the problem. Is is the question here? I mean, it's a game of where's Waldo. He shows up at the meeting, one of the meetings last week, where the you know the heads of Congress of both parties meet with the president. McConnell says zip, nothing, not a word, not a peep. I mean, quite honestly, the vote the votes probably exist already for a veto-proof Senate approval of a let's open the government back up bill. Right. Yeah. And and by the way, I mean, Nancy Pelosi has put opening up the government. Uh, those bills, I think eight out of nine have passed. They're sitting in mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell's lap. And he's the one who keeps insisting that he's not going to pass a bill unless the president is willing to sign it. But nobody knows what the president's position really is. And I suspect, by the way, that the real explanation for this whole temper tantrum tirade that Trump has been on for really over a month now were the results of a Supreme Court ruling that occurred on the 21st of December, uh, the very day uh, that the government was about to be shut down. Um, John Roberts uh, wrote the the opinion, and he went out of his way to admonish Donald Trump Interestingly, uh, Brett Kavanaugh uh, sided with Judge Roberts on this particular case. This upheld a lower court ruling that Trump's asylum policy was a violation of the law. So we have a distraction from the asylum problem being transferred into a debate about a wall that, of course, is... uh, Highly misleading in and of itself. Quite frankly, it's irrelevant whether or not Chuck Schumer voted for a wall or border security. 227, he probably did. That's what the issue really is. uh, Semantics. And since Trump can't get Mexico to pay, he's uh, trying to get the Democrats to pay. Well, I like the beaded curtain suggestion. Yes. That, that sort of gives it that sort of loose, breezy, informal cantina outlook, which actually, ironically, when all the attention went to the border, when the president flew down there, the picture on the front page of the paper last week, I forget what day of him saluting a helicopter. Well, at least it wasn't a North Korean general, as he did Dr- that. Yeah, he's, he'll he did- salute uh, all manner of things, North Korean generals. He did Helicopters. That. He did that earlier last year. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, folks who live on the border, some of whom I actually know, they like the informal nature of, oh, yeah, there's nice restaurants over there. And that's those are just our neighbors over there. It's, you know, it's not all like this hostile, you know, gun-toting militia types who are cruising the perimeter. Um, there's a lot of uh, stretches on that border. Where it is just like a neighborhood that happens to be over there. Sure. You know, Brownsville, Texas. You know, people from Brownsville, Texas end up marrying kids from Mexico because, you know, they socialize. 
Well, and it's Trump, a neighborhood. Trump has even threatened to shut down the border completely. This this whole thing has just been one uh, disaster after another in terms of Donald Trump understanding immigration law, asylum law, the whole thing. It really seems more and more like a publicity stunt on his behalf. Um, he knows the votes aren't there. Uh, the support isn't really there other than in that, you know, solid 28 percent, 30 percent Trump base. But, you know, they'd eat a turd sandwich if he handed it to them. Obviously, they repeatedly do. Uh, so there's no answering uh, that question. But uh, it's just a distraction. I think the whole thing over the wall is is just noise. And it's just a fight that he likes having the fight because it puts other things out of the attention. Well, and he's been bellowing about the caravans since last April. And we should hasten to add, by the way, that he was so embarrassed in late June regarding the family separation policy uh -huh. that he reversed himself on that. So when Thomas Kaplan reports uh, on the 28th of, and I, this is the article about the uh, result of the House vote, he writes the 121 to 301 vote was an embarrassment both to Mr. Trump and to the House Republican leaders who had spent weeks trying to bring together conservatives and Republicans with moderate views on immigration and ended up with little to show for their effort. Yeah, that's an understatement. And those are the facts. Uh, Nancy Pelosi had nothing to do with the uh, defeat of this Republican bill. And some of this goes back to the mythical Hastert rule, which uh, is pure nonsense to begin with. Um, Trump has even gone so far now to claim that Mexico is going to pay for the wall through the free trade agreement that has yet to be ratified. There is no free trade agreement. Canada and Mexico's position on a new NAFTA, a new and improved NAFTA, is that the steel tariffs have to come down. Trump hasn't done it. So it's time for Donald Trump to look at himself in the mirror. No, God, no. He'll see the picture of Dorian Gray, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean this is this is this is convoluted uh I don't even know what to call it anymore. It's sort of lunacy. Um, well, I, th I think point, they're expecting Nancy Pelosi to somehow cave to something, but I don't know what she's going to cave to. She's got no reason to. The, 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 the Republicans in the Senate haven't voted on a bill. There's nothing there. Uh, normally, by the way, the, the way the legislative process works that I think Donald Trump needs to look up is the House passes a bill, the Senate passes a bill with amendments. There are differences between the two. Then they have a thing called a conference committee where they take sharp negotiators that can come up with a compromise, and then they come up with a compromise. And reforming immigration, everybody in America agrees, needs to happen. Mm -hmm. But the problem is Mitch McConnell was the one who blocked the immigration reform when George W. Bush was president. John Boehner was the one that blocked um, immigration reform when the Senate finally came up with 60 votes back in 2013 when there was this thing called the Gang of Eight. 
I mean, leave it to the Republican Party to uh, you Use know some Maoist epithet. Yeah, throw <laughs> throw an homage to Mao Zedong. <laughs> And the, you, the Gang of Four. And what was their reason? Uh, of course, there was Boehner, a famous band called the Gang, a Gang of Four. Gang of Four, a great funk punk band, yeah. But like, what was Boehner's reason? What, what what was McConnell's reason for not allowing the debate to happen? It was because they were afraid of a split from within their own base. Sure. Over the perceived uh, potentiality that the uh, immigration reform wasn't right-wing enough to satisfy the red meat mm-hmm. crowd. Yeah, and that's this, the only reason. This continued abuse of uh, criminal um, incidents to somehow shift the blame onto immigrants that commit crimes, and of course there are some that do. Uh, the statistics show that they're much more law-abiding than average Americans. But watch Donald. I, you know, I didn't even bother with his speech last. Uh, Tuesday, I, w- I actually did go see. Said to be a low-energy affair. I, I did go see Don't Look Now, actually, at the at the state. Um, I heard that Chuck and Nancy got a higher ratings. Uh, yeah, that was the word. <laughs> Devastating. But Trump, of course, was screaming about crime and making America safe. Has it occurred to him that he's he was president when the shooting in Las Vegas occurred? Uh, when the shooting at a Texas Baptist church occurred at a high school in Florida, at a synagogue in Pittsburgh. These are all the worst mass shootings in American history, modern American history. And Donald Trump was president. And in every single case, obviously, high-powered firearms were involved and native-born Americans. Native-born Americans. So, you know, selectively using... Uh, tragedies and uh, carnage. Oh, yes, Donald Trump promised us that carnage would would end. Well, he did start using the word humanitarian crisis in his little, uh, I am reading these note cards that have been prepared for me because I was told to read these note cards, which was basically the tenor of the speech. Um, And somebody whipped the word, oh, it's a humanitarian crisis in there. Well, Clearly, yes, it is a little late to the uh, late to the stage uh, with that terminology for it. But uh, in the light of the, you know, family separation and children in cages, uh, children in cages dying in some cases uh, recently. um, It's just window dressing for him to use the term humanitarian crisis at this point. Indeed, and I think that one of the problems with the whole debate also is that there are no actual solutions that are really being proposed. Uh, This is clearly an an overwhelming of the asylum system. Donald Trump talked about a big, beautiful wall with a, quote, door in the middle in which people entered legally. Well, they are entering legally. They're not crossing uh, across a wall or through a fence. There are some. There's some of that, obviously. Well, there's more of that now that they have actually shut the doors through which those who actually have a legitimate legal claim to refugee status might otherwise egress. Right. And they're turning themselves into the Border Patrol to get signed up for asylum uh, watch, so to speak. Uh, That list, by the way, is up to 800,000 people. Um, A lot of this has happened because Trump keeps talking about immigration on the wall. 
There are no Central American aid uh, discussions going on that might mitigate this situation. Totally absent from the president's agenda. There's no discussion of the global migration problem. One interesting example of um, a, a leader who did something to mitigate the circumstances of the migration problem in, in their country was uh, Angela Merkel. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, of course, is uh, stepping down in 2021, I think. She's handing the reins off to a new leader, but she's going to remain chancellor. Germany simply allowed a lot of asylum seekers in, registered them, and then denied them access to becoming German citizens on a case-by-case basis. Many were granted asylum. And guess what? The flow of refugees into Germany, which peaked in 2015 when the Syrian civil war escalated thanks to the, hmm, isn't that when Putin started getting involved in the Syrian civil war with airstrikes, bombing civilian areas, creating the refugee problem? Um, Hungary used the fence. Well, they went around the fence. They're going through the Balkans. But... There's been a great reduction in the number of Middle Eastern refugees fleeing the various wars there that many that are America America's involved in. And it's interesting that we get a report from Saudi Arabia about Sudanese children soldiers showing up in Yemen fighting on behalf of the Saudis. Where was Pompeo last week on his tour? of our, quote, allies in the Gulf dealing with stuff like that. There is one country that's seen a big increase in migration is Spain. Uh, There's plenty of people from Libya still coming in across the Mediterranean. There are problems with Venezuela migration to both Colombia and Brazil. And the United States is imposing harsh economic sanctions on Venezuela exacerbating that migration Mm -hmm. problem. So does Donald Trump care about the migration problem? It doesn't seem like he does. Has he ever talked about the Rohingya? Uh, With Bangladesh, of all countries, taking in migrants from Burma, Myanmar, whatever you want to call it, all the refugee problems that beleaguer the continents of Africa with the ongoing civil wars and the Sudan, the Congo, et cetera, et cetera. American troops are now scattered in Niger. There are problems in Chad with uh, migrants coming into Libya, et cetera. No, this is a global problem that requires multilateral uh, rational approaches to policy. Mm -hmm. It's totally lacking. It's bellowing about a wall. And the more I read Donald Trump's rhetoric, the more I question whether he's got some weird confusion with Franz Kafka's novel, The Castle. (laughs) Who knows? But uh, it I don't know what's going to happen with this. I suspect that this uh, shutdown is going to last a couple more weeks. Well, here's something to contemplate. Uh, heaven forbid that this should occur, 
But of course, even on a good day, such things can happen. But what is going to happen to the degree of pressure on Mitch McConnell, on Donald J. Trump, to end this impasse with the government shutdown when uh, air traffic controllers walk out? You know, they're working without pay. Uh, Unlikely that they would walk out, but exhaustion, frustration, depression, if a mishap occurs, or uh, consider this, everybody's got to buy food. Food inspections have ceased. Yeah. So uh, what happens when the next romaine lettuce crisis occurs or a chicken processing plant or some bad beef hits the market and hundreds of people go sick because, oh, there were no federal meat inspectors on duty. But Trump, of course, got a a peck or two of uh, Nutter Butters for Christmas, along with his ton of coal. Um, you know, well, he eats enough heavily processed foods that the, the, the poisons are intrinsic in that anyway. But, but you know what I mean? It's like if people start to get sick or yeah. hurt or die uh, from the you know, uh, ongoing shutdown of key agencies that you don't really think about you know, uh, until like, wait a minute. Is this meat I'm buying safe? Well, and and luckily I hear meat inspections are still continuing relatively um, um, apace, but but it's produce that's in real uh, peril at this point. But in the 1920s in Great Britain, the 1930s in France, they had things called general strikes. And I really believe it's time to openly discuss a general strike here in the United States with the federal workers I'm not proposing that all federal workers walk off the job on, say, uh, January 28th, uh, two weeks from tonight. But uh, I don't think it would be a bad idea. Have the prison employees at federal prisons, mm. who some are some people are driving uh, two hours to get to work in some of these places, uh, the Border Patrol, the FBI. The Coast Guard. The Coast Guard. The TSA. All walk off the job on the same day and see what happens. Well, and you know, that's a general strike. You can bring the American economy to a standstill, literally, uh, without uh, these things going forward. You know, it's it's trivial, but you even hear about a small thing like craft breweries. They can't get the labels approved to sell the beer that they've already brewed and bottled well, you know, ready for shipment. The IRS, you know, uh, go back to that Republican uh, tax overhaul, which was crammed through at the last minute in the dark of night with no one really getting a chance to read it. Uh, the IRS itself is finally wading through all that. Not all the forms are ready. Nope. Now, business taxes are due a month before personal income taxes. Uh Nobody's at the IRS right now. Those who are are, you know, hurriedly trying to uh, construct and create and update the new forms so that people can, you know, get ready to pay their taxes and have them processed. Uh, will it happen in time? God only knows. But again, I, this comes back to this whole range of strange behaviors that this president has repeatedly engaged in. And the question that I always have to tack on is, uh, is this something that makes Pootsie Wootsie laugh? 
Uh, is the shutdown, the slow grind to a halt of the American government, something that makes Putin laugh? You bet your butt it is. Well, and yeah, look at the economic uh, reports from last week. The budget deficit, nearly a trillion dollars, mm-hmm. worse than imagined. The tax cut is not paying uh, for itself and not producing the revenues as promised. Trade deficit numbers with China, all-time high. Uh I don't know how the tariff policy is working, but it doesn't seem to be working. Just a variety of economic issues that are quite alarming, demonstrating that this president is out of touch. It's not even unhinged anymore. It's, I don't know what to call it. It's just, it's weird. <laughs> it's the Three Stooges. It's like Moke. That's Pompeo. (laughs) Bolton is is Larry. Hey, Mo. Trump is Mo. He's the big boss. He's all alone. He's all alone in the White House. Everybody's left. Why, you knuckleheads. Hey, Mulvaney, get over here, you nitwit. And he's looking for another job. He's got two jobs. Of course, I'm sure Trump counted both jobs in the... In the jobs jobs report, yeah. But rumor has it Mulvaney is... uh, trying to become the uh, president of South Carolina, he realizes that he's working for, as he put it, a very terrible person. Uh, boy, that's a wonderful endorsement. Couldn't find anybody Those else. are the rungs that you want to scamper right up on the uh, career progression brigade. Hopefully Trump, when he does State of the Union, will say, I'm going to announce tonight that the union is being headed by a very terrible person. (laughs) Anyway, we're out of time here on Gray Matters this evening here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thanks to Andrew for engineering, and do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling is coming up next on this fine station. I'm going to humiliate you one more time. My pleasure. I better start talking about my family first, I guess. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Classical rock, a true paradox. This is the Dalton. This is the Dalton. Let's talk our troubles over, don't take my soul away. Don't run our life forever, mistakes are easy made. 